everyone, my name is Charlotte and I'm co-founder of Equalture. Equalture is a pre-selection technology to hire the best candidate for the job. In this podcast series, we'll discuss the different topics in the field of recruitment innovations. In today's episode, we are going to talk about hiring and skill-ups. We will discuss where to focus on when it comes to hiring in different stages of your company and what the role of technology should be in this process. And my guest for today is Wendy van Eerschot. Wendy is Europe's leading HR tech investor and she's also founder of Fee People, an HR consultancy firm that helps skill-ups grow in their organization through adaptive HR. So welcome, Wendy. It's great to have you. Hi. Uh, before we start talking about hiring and skill-ups, uh, can you quickly explain to me what adaptive HR means in your words? So adaptive HR is, we call that because what you need from HR evolves when your company scales. So in the beginning, uh, like up till 10 people, we say just copy and paste whatever you can find on the internet and just first focus on the fact if you have a viable business, yes or no. And then if you grow over the eight or 10 employees, then it's time to focus on hiring and onboarding. So adaptive means you adapt to the stage of growth your company is in. And the message is focus on certain topics and not do everything, all the HR, like uh, remuneration, talent development, performance management, everything a a little bit in each stage, Mm -hmm. a little bit better in each stage, but just make sure that you do some things really good and then go in the next stage, do another thing really good. Okay, so so it's basically focusing on just maybe two, three or four steps of the whole hiring journey and the, the, the talent development. Uh, yeah, so the employee like journey, is, as we call it then. So in, indeed, focus on mm-hmm. different steps in different stages of growth and make mm-hmm. sure that you do that the best you can. And not what you see now a lot, that you do everything a bit in the beginning and then, and then everything is still me- mediocre, depending uh, on how, how uh, yeah, which type of HR person you're hiring. And their, yeah, how do, you, how do you say that? Their focus area or what they like to do. Yeah, so just focus on the things that are important in the different stages of your growth. Yeah, so we are very experienced in helping uh, companies scale. And what we see is that there is a sort of a rhythm that makes you more successful if you follow that rhythm, like if you train for the marathon. It's important that you have your sprints in su- certain trainings and you have your long-term running. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So we say don't hire someone who likes to sprint and you're very focused on sprinting, but that you know that you need to combine and that you know where to focus on. Yeah. Makes it less dependable on one person that you're hiring. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so when your company wrote a manifesto uh, on Medium in which you state the following, uh, HR without HR technology doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, so why is that? Does that mean that companies that undervalue HR technologies will slowly die? Well, I don't think, I think probably you can still survive for a long time without using any HR technology because I am now sometimes really surprised how people can be still living in, 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 in you know, years, in decades ago uh, on technology and still survive. But if you look at the companies we are working for, which are, you know, innovative companies, fast scaling, highly demand um very focused on attracting the best talent, uh, we see they don't accept, you know, like it's it's selling a black and white television to, to companies while they are in, you know, 
they know there's mm-hmm. something different to to get on the market. So if you look at what is needed uh, and what companies want, is they want to have relatively easy tools to implement. Uh, it needs the, to deliver decision-making and predictive information. And also they want to have a sparkling look and feel. So if you don't deliver that as an HR department, I think you are not uh, ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And that in the end will, of course, make your competitive advantage not good enough to survive. Mm-hmm. I think what is good to mention is that the role of HR is changing a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think, so on the one hand, you can say you need to use more technology, but I think also that the role changes in the sense that HR should claim the spot where they, they can integrate the company's need for predictive data mm-hmm. on people and seamless communication, or you could also say uh, knowledge sharing across the company. They need also to check for employees that they get a seamless employee experience. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to define the strategic reason and the goals you want to be met by the tech developers or your tech supplier. And then combining that in gaining support and facilitate the decision-making and implementation process. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that, what I just stated, like the company's need for predictive data understanding, seamless uh, communication, knowledge sharing, mm-hmm. seamless employee experience, understanding what tech suppliers can deliver, and then also gaining support for that. That is really something different than we are expecting, you know, the, what we expected five or ten years ago from HR folks. Mm-hmm. And now... Uh, for sure. Yeah. So to summarize your story, I think uh, candidate experience, employee experience is is becoming more and more important. I think mostly because of the market we are in right now. Uh, that's something that technology can help you with. And you're also talking about data-driven decision-making, basically. Yeah. So yeah. And also predictive decision-making. Predictive decision-making. Which so. is now in our field most of the time still intuitive. You know, like, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah. I think it's like that. And we know how... Yeah, how bad we are in actually intuitive decision making. It's mm-hmm. really every science, uh, every science book, every research is saying, you know, like especially in your field, that we're so terrible in really good judgment of new candidates. Yeah, and still we think we can do the best job by interviewing people ourselves, while we already know from science that it doesn't work. So I think it's delivering me- mediocre results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so actually, when talking about HR technology, it's it's um, it's not going to replace an HR department for now. I think it will replace some parts of it. So maybe, for instance, the first uh, the, yeah, the, for the me, predictive it, yeah. analytics, maybe the 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 first judgment of candidates technology should be there yeah. instead of purely human judgment. Maybe technology should be there to create a better experience. I think even it makes our job more important Mm -hmm. so the importance of what we bring to the table could be much more data-driven which makes it better understandable maybe for Mm -hmm. the management and the board of companies but also your the impact you can make by showing what the figures show if you deliver a better candidate experience Mm -hmm. and what that really you know how that how that bounce backs in your financial system, how that bounce backs in how, how fast you can grow mm-hmm. makes us much more important. Because in on the one hand, nobody, I, I do a lot, you know, public speaking, often for a large group of entrepreneurs, nobody ever, ever in a, any um, room I am is disagreeing with the fact that people are the differentiating factor. Mm-hmm. But if you now look at what 
energy we put in to make that really come out of your organization, to make mm-hmm. an organization with a success culture where people can indeed make the difference. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that is really disappointing yeah. up till now. Okay, cool. So technology should definitely be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing for sure. Um, all right, so let's talk about hiring in skill-ups now. Uh, uh, a few people your company has developed an HR roadmap for skill-ups. Mm-hmm. And in this roadmap, you have divided the different the aspects when it comes to HR and sorted it over different growth stages of your company. So, so what to focus on in which growth stage. Uh, what I saw on the roadmap is that, for instance, up to 25 employees, you should put a serious amount of effort in, in hiring. Uh, and actually way more than, than, for instance, the stage where your company grows from 25 to 60 employees. Uh, so can you tell me a li- little bit more about where to focus on when it comes to the early stage hiring? So so really the hiring for companies below 25 employees. And uh, and why is this effort becoming less in the in the next stage? How does it come that when you cross the boundary of maybe 25, maybe 30 employees, that the hiring efforts shouldn't be that hard? I understand fully what you say, but what what we say about adaptive HR is that you need to focus in different areas on different aspects. Now, from 10 to 25, we think it's very important to focus on recruitment and onboarding because that makes people fitting in your company mm-hmm. and f- as fast as you can make them productive. Yeah. Now, if you have done that, in the next phase, it's important to focus on culture, growth mindset, organizational design, Mm -hmm. company strategy, and and embedding that in all your HR aspects, like a bit in your remuneration, a bit in how you do your uh, communication, what kind of organizational structure you develop. Mm -hmm. And you can reap the benefits of what you've done before making a very good employee or candidate experience for coming into your company. So it's not that the attention or that you don't hire anymore or that you, but when you've done that good, you can reap the benefits and just use that and focus your HR attention on improving the company and to make sure that you're ready for the next stage again, your focus area should shift. Basically, you, you you have to make sure that in the stage up to 25 employees, you create uh, such a solid fundament for, for instance, hiring strategies, yes. uh, which, which, which fits your company, has proven success. Uh, and in the next stage, uh, you should... You continue lo- that. So, for example, you know then up to 25, you have really like, for example, project managers. We know mm-hmm. project managers, a good project manager depends also on your IQ. Mm-hmm. So the higher the IQ, the better your project manager. Of course, they need to have social skills as well, but we see a, a direct rel- uh, correlation between intelligence and project manager's mm-hmm. uh, performance. Now, make sure that for different roles in your organization, you understand how to select best, what kind of core values you want to see, where you ca- where you need to target your audience, where do you get them, what kind of events do you organize to build a sort of a community around your company so that you can leverage that in later stage. But that should be in place at 25, maybe at 20 already, so that you mm-hmm. can reap the benefits in the whole stage up to 60. Then after 60, we say again, then it's time to again focus a bit on recruitment and to see if you need to adjust something. But if you've done it correctly and rightly, then you can benefit the whole period and then 
you can use that period to focus on another area. And that makes it adaptive HR. So depending on stage where you're in. And Mm -hmm. don't change it all the time. Make it so good that you know we can use this up till 60. So... Uh, part of the hiring strategy is uh, technology. How to how which tools could be valuable in the in the in the stage up to 25 employees? Should you use uh, maybe a recruitment software uh, uh, technology for for video interviewing uh, stuff like that? How do you think technology supports skill ups in the in the stage up to five up to let's say 25 employees in the stage where you are creating the hiring strategy? What should be there in terms of technology? Well, there are a few no-brainers. We made a slide, actually, per uh, stage, which Mm -hmm. type of technology you should use anyway. And there are a lot that we say up till 25 (laughs) you need to use. All the the, the top three, maybe. (laughs) So, But in recruitment specifically, I think an ATS, an applicant tracking system, Mm -hmm. is a Uh, no-brainer. It's already from uh, for two vacancies, it's it's worth it to use an ATS. Um, I think assessment type of tools like personality testing mm-hmm. or or games or whatever also what uh, equa culture um is delivering that you use um the right way to also have an opportunity to compare different candidates mm-hmm. so that you know that you have the sort of the same information so that you can make a good comparison. I think that's important. For us, for example, we use an intelligence test and we use uh, a personal uh, personality test mm-hmm. just to understand how people score and that we make a diverse as possible team. Mm-hmm. But also that there needs to be a few areas where we are quite similar to have the good and the right culture where everyone fits in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be the things that I would stress right now. Um, I am looking for, and I, I know you know that, but I think using tests in your screening process is very important. Mm-hmm. And I hope in the future that, the uh, the costs of testing is going down yep. so that we can use it more early in the process. Yep. Where in my ideal world, I would, uh, before even we do some speed dating or, you know, the first interaction, you have already some sort of reports out of which you can data mine what a personality you, you find across the table. Okay, just so to summarize what you were just saying, you need an ATS. Uh, 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 yes, that's a no-brainer. It's going to organize your process, going to manage your jobs, your applicants. Uh, that makes sense. It can be done really early in the process because it's not that costly to do so. Uh, you need some sort of assessment to test for personality and skills, which can be hard sometimes in that stage because of the cost. Yeah. Uh, but it's really important. And you need something or or some format to to make sure you can compare candidates in yeah. in a in a way that you have the same information for everyone uh, that it's easy to say like okay this candidate stands out on uh, maybe personality compared to this candidate but on terms of uh, maybe ex- relevant experience or education yeah. uh, we see these differences yeah so indeed. those are the yeah. three things that would make your hiring strategy yeah. right in that stage. It's- For sure. And then I think also, of course, it's very good to look at what kind of company you are. So if I was, for example, hiring for um, uh, people that are working in a shop, you want to have them, you know, being uh, uh, representative Mm -hmm. and uh, you want to have them have a certain um, way of being outgoing. You could add maybe video 
uh, you know, to to send just a 30 second video in just to see how people mm -hmm. uh, how people do that. But for other jobs, it's not relevant at all, and it could also even be a barrier to uh, to make your application. Yep. If you add that. So for some, you know, I can understand that for some jobs or for some areas, it's important to also add some video or personal contact. Okay, so Wendy, my last question before we wrap it up. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the different growth stages, what, what to do, and, and the fact that hiring is very important in that early stage. Uh, but retaining talent is just as much as important uh, as hiring talents, obviously. Uh, do you have you experienced in the in the years of being in the field of HR and the in the field of skill ups uh, some sort of a golden rule to make sure that people uh, will be happy to work for your company but also stay happy and will actually keep joining your company? Yeah. So for me, I have indeed also experienced in my own company, but all, also with all the companies I've worked for, where there are clients of us. First of all, and I think certainly in this uh, this age we are living in at the moment, it's uh, a meaningful purpose. So why are we doing this with each mm -hmm. other is very important. And then also people want to have a meaningful job. And sometimes we don't focus enough on what is actually your contribution to the company and why are you meaningful for us and design the roles, especially if you design a scale up, you have everything in your hand. Make sure you make jobs that are meaningful. Uh, people want to feel camaraderie and they want to learn every day. So my understanding is if you have a meaningful purpose, if you have a meaningful job, if you feel camaraderie, you learn every day, people stay. And... Uh, what I what I notice also is that that helps best to build also your brand in the employee market mm -hmm. because your own staff will be so enthusiastic they will attract other talent too and that is still one of the best ways to attract talent is via your own staff so um, that keeps new people coming in as well. So it's cool to have uh, the, the great perks such as a personal trainer, beers on Friday. It's 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 all part of the maybe the the, the whole skill vibe. But the most important thing is make sure that people know where they are working on and they are happy to do so. Yeah, I think even uh, there is no statistic evidence that a uh, pool table or uh, nice <laughs> drinks in the bar <laughs> keep people earlier. It might might give you an enthusiastic feeling in the beginning to to start, mm -hmm. but it doesn't keep people at all in the company. Does, I'm not saying that you shouldn't invest in that, mm -hmm. but it is no differentiating factor. Okay, cool. It's just, that's good to know. Um, so that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks so much, Wendy, for being my guest today. You're welcome. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks, so just subscribe to our channel to stay tuned for the new episodes. Uh, you can find them on equalture.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, in case you have any questions for Wendy, please let us know by dropping them in the comments uh, or just visit feepeople.com. Thanks for listening.